Welcome to the For the Church podcast, another great gospel-centered resource from Midwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. My name is Jared Wilson. I'm an assistant professor of pastoral ministry at Spurgeon College, the undergraduate institution of Midwestern Seminary, also general, 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 general Mills serial, also general editor, <laughs> and a great public speaker, as it's always, right. <laughs> general editor of For the Church. And I'm here with the managing editor, hey. ladies and gentlemen, believe it or not, we were able to get the guy who actually manages <laughs> editorial. We went straight to the middle on this one, That's not right. to the top, not to the bottom, <laughs> but the managing editor of For the Church, wow. Ronnie Kurtz. This is an introduction. Yeah, it's good to be with you. It's good to be with you, brother. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing all right. Um, this is coming out way in the future, but yeah. I'm excited about Christmas shopping. Amen. Can I bring that up on a episode that's probably going to air like March or something? <laughs> are you like, yeah. I at mean, that, at that point, that's when a lot of retailers start putting out Christmas well, stuff. So. That's exactly right. No, you got to get like Halloween comes out in July. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's right. Once they get all the the red, white, and blue stuff out, they bring the Halloween. Yeah, and no, it about... might be good. So, like, we're recording this. There's still a month left of Christmas. Uh-huh. When people hear this for the first time, mm-hmm. it'll be like how what, like a hundred something days to Christmas. So it's it's a good kind of. <laughs> Looking forward episode. Yeah, Christmas 21 is going to be great. And if 21 is as terrible as 20, surely not. You might want to be thinking about Christmas yeah. in March. <laughs> Maybe. My wife put up our Christmas tree in this year of 2020, which we're recording this. <laughs> this is some stellar uh, programming you mean that we're interstellar. doing here. This interstellar. This is Christopher Nolan stuff. Yeah, here. this, it, like 2020, she put up the Christmas tree literally before November. Amen. It, it was like, it, it was it was it was before Halloween. Wait, I saw you post online. You had Halloween decorations had, outside. Yes, this is right, right? And you had Christmas decorations inside. That's correct. Amen. Because outwardly we are wasting away. And you had turkey somewhere. Inwardly we are being renewed day by day. That's so great. it was a metaphor. My house was a metaphor. Wow. Halloween outside, Christmas inside. And you didn't even think gospel centrality could make it into a design, but here we are. Here we are. Here we are. I'm here with Ronnie Kurtz, <laughs> who is the managing editor of For the Church. An assistant director of marketing. of marketing. That's right. Yeah, you, you like he he gave me this look. Like, are you really going to get this wrong for the forty eighth <laughs> time? I was going to get it right. You didn't have to jump in. You got assistant it. Assistant director it. of marketing. Yeah, um, we're talking about something really important today. Uh, the subject of gossip. So yeah. I, like we haven't covered this before, which yeah, is interesting because we yeah. we've you know I was trying to think of what are some things that impact and and, and affect churches, um, and. Looking back over the things that we have covered, all kinds of ministerial things. But mm-hmm. you know, usually we're on the leadership level, and I think we should talk about that. How leadership can address um, the issue of gossip, uh, but I think this is a tricky one because there are sometimes people who um, they bring a subject up or they ask you about somebody, and you're not sure is this gossip? Yeah. Is it not gossip? How how, how do we know? Because some definitions simply say you know confidential sharing of information about others, mm-hmm. right? That that alone is gossip. I don't know if you would agree with that or or not. I mean, it can be. Yeah. I think you would agree that it can be. Definitely. Would you say that it always is? Like, yeah, what is gossip? Yeah, I don't know that I would necessarily say that's yeah. always the case there. You know, the Bible doesn't say gossip is. Yeah. It just uses the word gossip. Mm-hmm. Paul warns against it at least three times and, and equates it as a very serious sin. Yes. He puts it in the list with murder and different things like that. So this isn't just some little, you know, white lie type yeah. deal we're and talking about. the hard about. part in the church with this particular topic with gossip is there are biblically mandated things that we are to do that can actually 
in the lives of an immature believer border on gossip. So, for example, uh, bearing one another's burdens can often look like telling about the problems of one individual to another individual such that you guys can now team up to help them to, to bury their burden. Right. Uh, and even church discipline, you know, if handled poorly, can borderline on gossip. And so I think a really helpful just kind of diagnostic question about gossip is, so if we use your definition that you just said about, you know, confidential sharing of information, well, is it a confidential sharing of information that is for the good yes. of that person? If you can't answer yes on that, you might be in trouble. And, and yeah. I think that's a helpful diagnostic. Yeah, and the Lord knows the heart mm-hmm. because there are plenty of people, um, you know, confidential, we may need to take this out of the, the definition, but there's plenty of people who share things, for instance, online mm-hmm. about others that to me sounds like gossip. It's, but they're doing it publicly. So it's not a confidential whispering. It's a public declaration of some mm. salacious information mm-hmm. um, about, about others. So just, you know, for instance, th- this past year, and this is going to sound like a kind of a headline issue, but there was a, you know, a newspaper uh, headline that, um, you know, some bad treatment by or, or, or mistreatment or, you know, some foible that was uh, pretty significant. Um, not a moral failing per se, but just something really embarrassing um, by a prominent pastor. That's what the article said. It didn't name the person, which yeah. is like part of the problem, perhaps. It just said a well-known pastor in a certain state did this thing. That's really a vague headline. It is, and that was a newspaper. <laughs> and so, and 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 certainly they kind of stepped into it themselves because yeah. all that does for some people is go, well, who, who you know, who might that be? And mm-hmm. it just creates a kind of speculation. Of of you know who it would be, and why the newspaper people wouldn't share it. So then it 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 you know blows up, and you end up with all kinds of insinuations about man, he's so powerful, he can control the media, and yeah. da 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 da. Yeah. Well, there was a whole series, of course, and, and it's the usual suspects, but you know they, and back in the day, we we might have called them discernment bloggers. I, I don't think they show a whole lot of discernment, and for Amen. Yeah. for years have not shown a lot of discernment. <laughs> So they're not really discernment bloggers. They're gossip bloggers. That's exactly right. And they love this stuff. Yep. And so for weeks, when this newspaper thing was, you know, when this article was hanging out there, you had them not just uh, declaring um, or, or, or sharing who they thought it might be based on the location and that kind of thing, you know, famous pastor in a certain state. They were actually naming, you know, people and dragging their names through the mud mm. and contacting their churches and in a few cases, I saw um, harassing their wives, like, My why goodness. aren't you, you know, revealing this information and da 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 da. So, none of that was confidential. Yeah, it was all it was all public. But I think your focus on um, is it for the building up of someone versus for their harm. Mm-hmm. But even those people would say, oh, you know, I don't hate them. Yeah, just this this is truth for the, and love. This is yeah, for the good yeah, of the yeah. church. Exactly. Yeah. This is for the good of the church, yeah. or this is prophetic, right? That I'm. You know, so you know, uh, gossiping about people, or yeah. that I'm saying these people uh, might have done this, and yeah, they probably like, did because like, they're not responding to my email. Yeah, you know, that kind of thing. yeah. Publicly bearing false witness can be its own form of gossip. That's right, because it, and it spread. I think that's something too. Is like it's the, it's it has like a grapevine quality to it. Yeah, whether it's behind the scenes or up in front, like a, a tabloid type thing, it has this. The intention is to defame someone mm-hmm. and have it spread, that more people would yep. share in the defaming. It's so interesting that people want to do that, right? Like, that. Yeah. I just don't wake up wanting to 
enter into another controversy, you know, and <laughs> that maybe it's because well, the people if, who thrive on that. Yeah, though, I know. That, and that is, that's what gets them up in the morning. What is, is interesting is that I even um, recently reread. It was actually Ray Ortland has written an article on gossip and he makes an interesting point about the power that being the one who's gossiping gives you. And it's all fake power, right? Mm. Because, because, because think about this, if you're the gossiper in this scenario, you get to be the one who has secret information or hidden information and makes you feel, you know, powerful and responsible there. You get to cut another brother down or another sister down. It might make you feel proud. And so there's a lot of gossip seems to be, it is a sin in itself, but it can be symptomatic of a lot of underlining sins that you have within you uh, that, that lead you to the point of even wanting to gossip or wanting to bear false witness publicly. Yeah. So um, I just want to tell you, so th- this friend of ours, he's really struggling. <laughs> Get out of here. Yeah. Why? So, but what's the scuttlebutt? Yeah, exactly. The scuttlebutt. <laughs> Um, you've, you've heard that. Of course. Yes. And you've probably, I don't really got to pray for this person. I don't, well, I don't want to guess, but I've done that brother where I, and so you would say the difference, like how, you know, you're gossiping is you're really meaning someone harm versus you, you really do have a concern, a love for them. Like is, if I go to my pastor and say, um, I'm really concerned about, you know, so-and-so and because of this you know, pattern of behavior that I've been witnessing, or I'm, I'm afraid, and I'm I'm not telling them so that my pastor will come down on on them or yeah. hate them yeah. or whatever, but genuinely to say, what should we do? Yeah, well, that's not gossip, is yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. I think Christians need wisdom here because okay. honestly, I think like is this for the person's good or building them up is a good diagnostic question. Another maybe another helpful diagnostic question would be. Am I willing to get skin in the game here? Like yes. if I express concern to my pastor and they say, hey, brother, that's a good concern. Why don't you get involved? Like yeah. why don't you go talk to you that talk brother? To that's right. Why don't you take them out to coffee or, or actually, you know, put something on the line for their good? You know, you should, as a church member, of course, the, the, the question or the answer to the question, am I my brother's keeper is emphatically yes. And so if you truly are concerned, then be your brother's keeper. Yeah, so um, in Proverbs, we, we find this phrase, crooked speech, or, or you know, speech that is crooked. And it's, it certainly speaks to dishonest, you know, dishonesty, something that's not straightened out, right? Mm-hmm. So, but I, I, you know, sometimes think that it also applies to this kind of circuitous thing. Like, I'm going to talk about somebody, mm-hmm. but not to them. Mm-hmm. It's a crooked, it's a, you know, it's a crooked trajectory. And I once heard this is probably going to be the only time we'll ever, that I'll ever quote Andy Stanley favorably on the, on the podcast. Um, but he said uh, in in a, a talk once that gossip is when you you uh, are unwilling to talk to someone, but overly willing to talk about them. Mm, that's a good word. And I, I I it was a good word, and yeah. and and is a good word, and that real that has like stuck with me. Yeah. Because it's exactly right. I think one of the the evidences that you do want their help, that you're not, or you want them to be helped, and and not just their harm, is that you you're willing actually to to help them, mm-hmm. and not just try to like unload your concern about them to someone else. That you're going around, you know, it's 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 a crooked kind of journey. There, you ever been gossiped about? Oh, surely. I'm yeah. a pastor. Well, yeah. <laughs> It's it's impossible to avoid, isn't it? Yeah, it is, without yeah. a doubt. 
I mean, it's happened to me so many times, even before I was a pastor, um, but certainly after as well. And it's awful, isn't it? It It is. I had a fellow elder once describe it as um, being, you know, blindfolded while people come and and, and hit you. Mm. So you know you're being assaulted, but you don't know by who. Yep. And it... Yeah, you, you feel like doubly vulnerable yeah. there. And there's something anti-gospel about gossip, right? Because the gospel is the news of someone laying down their rights for the good of someone else. Gossip is cutting down someone else for your good. And in that way, gossip is very anti-gospel. Yeah, it is a, um, it's a talk mm-hmm. <laughs> because of the spread. And that's kind of it has that that connotation of like the salacious morsels, yeah. the 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 spicy bits mm, or something like mm-hmm. that. That um, yeah, so it 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 infects and it spreads, and other people find it tasty as well. And oh, try this, yeah. and it just begins to kind of it can kill a church. Oh yes, it can certainly div, you know divide a church, um, but it can kill a church. So, I learned a funny yeah. phrase. When someone starts off any piece of news like this to me, they say, hey, don't tell anyone else this, but I say, ooh, I'll make sure to say that to the next guy. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell anyone else this, but yeah, yeah. That's right. I'll tell it to the next That's good, Ronnie Kurtz. <laughs> you, you know what? New dad, that's a good like, hey, dad. Thanks, it's man. not quite a dad joke. Yeah, but it's, it's like, it's, it's dad talk. It's one of those. It's dad talk. <laughs> it, it definitely, definitely is. Okay, so you you already gave us some pastoral advice on what a leader should do when he hears something that could be gossip, perhaps not, but the way you might test it out is saying, hey, mm-hmm. why don't you, you know, go help that person? Uh, what are some other things that we should do in response to gossip? Maybe yeah. proactively to prevent it, but also when when you hear it, what do you do? Yeah, I think proactively to prevent it is you should name it as sin from the pulpit because okay. the scriptures do. So, okay. right? So, uh Preventative church discipline from the pulpit is always always helpful, uh, and then I do think those helping think through those kinds of diagnostic questions is good, because as you're hearing it, or as you are even yourself talking about another person, you can kind of think through you know does this meet the criteria of building the brother up for the sake of their good, or does this scratch an itch of me trying to be powerful or or, or demeaning or some way, and and I think. If your people have a, under, a clear understanding of the guidelines of church discipline, right? A lot of people think of church discipline as the final formal excommunication, but that's not what's happening. Often discipline is preventative or corrective. And, and so having a robust understanding of the one another's in the New Testament can actually prevent gossip. Yeah. Um, I, I also just think bringing things into the light, responding to things, um, and, and this is really a measure of, of real discernment mm-hmm. and, and, and real wisdom. There have been times where people have said things about me and it has spread, and I've tried addressing it in individual means, confronting it, and it's not like there's I can't stop it. The the yeah, vine has gone yeah. beyond, and I've thought this might be something that I actually may need to address yeah. publicly in some way, and it feels gross, and no pastor wants to do that because you yeah. feel like you're dignifying it, yep. first of all. You also may amplify it. You know, you, you mention it publicly, then others are like, oh, I hadn't heard that, but Yep. But now they have, yeah. and now they have, you know, they're tempted. But I also think that, you know, there may be a time to do that. You know, there may be a time, Pastor, when you are being maligned, maybe slandered. There are campaigns against you. You don't want to lead, preach, you know, Pastor, from a place of defensiveness and retribution or anything like that. 
but there may be, you know, such a thing where there's an elephant in the room mm-hmm. and it's about you and mm-hmm. it's and it's wrong or dishonest or or unfair or unjust. And actually as a means of protection of the church, not just for you. Yeah. You couldn't in the in the appropriate forum, maybe members meeting or something, stand up and say, "Hey, um, I'm, you know, this isn't right. Um, and just because it's me being attacked doesn't mean that I shouldn't address it, right? Um, and you may think this is me being self, you know, defensive and 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 what have you, but I'm being sinned against, and I'm a member of this church, even mm-hmm. though I'm, you know, the pastor. I'm I'm still a member of this church and and have a right to say, yeah, this is wrong. What you're doing against me is is wrong." I wouldn't rule out even that that option, um, properly understood, properly applied. I think you know, shining the light on yes, it yeah. um, is 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 a great way yeah. to kill. It's you know, funny like when this. when you get to be around someone who is who has purposely postured themselves to be anti gossip. It actually, even for someone like me who like gossip's not really a thing I struggle with. I'm sure I've done it, but it's not like I'm always tempted to gossip. That's sure. just not the case. However, the other day I was with a colleague and we're in the process of hiring a few positions in my department and I need to hire a couple of them particularly. And so I, I have this one candidate in mind. And so I knew there was a, a sister in the Lord who has worked closely with them. And so this person had no clue I was considering hiring their friend or whatnot. And I just said, hey, what do you think about this person? Yeah. And her response was so wise that it caught me off guard. She <laughs> said, be more specific because that question is probably going to lead to gossip. Oh, wow. And I thought, actually, that's a good word. Mm. Like, my question had vagueness baked into it, which was totally like me setting the tea up for this person to gossip about this this other person. Right. And they just refused from the very beginning. Ask a more specific question because the vagueness is going to lead to gossip. Yeah. And I was like, hey, man, like it caught me in my tracks of like, you have set your life up to be anti-gossip. And and I don't see that very often. Yeah, so you know, for themselves, you, you, so you ended up asking the right person because they had to check themselves. Yes, that's right. But it was also a good word for you going forward if you were ever to ask anybody else who yeah. may not have that check. Yep. I need to be more specific. Yep. I'm, I'm not asking for X, Y, and Z. I'm asking about what, what do you think about their ability to yes, do this that's exactly right. ask or yep. something like that, rather than trying to you know open the door. Um. So people's givenness to gossip. This is a good kind of segue for this because if you you know, if you don't have that check, if you know, if you're not on guard against your own vulnerability to it, um, what gives rise to it? Like, what gives a propensity? Because, like you, I don't think this is something I, you know, um, I, you know I, again, I'm sure I've been guilty of it. Before. I, I know I've been guilty of this before, but I don't think of myself as you know being overly interested. And part of it, honestly, brother, is just like who has the time? Yeah, that's right. To like be so, you know overly concerned about other yeah. people's you know yeah. drama or trying to like do this or that. Um, and I wonder if that's the thing because you know Paul um, you know compares gossip or he assigns gossip uh, as a sin to particular kinds of busybodies. Mm-hmm. They're I- and, and he says they're idle. They're that's going right. house yeah. to house. So th- you know they're being idle. And I think it's people who actually they're not being productive. Yep. They think they are by doing this, but they're actually not busy about the Lord's work, yeah. <laughs> doing things that are encouraging and edifying, so they're lazy. Which is probably why, by the way, discernment bloggers have to redefine gossip as the Lord's work. Right. Uh, because they are idle and they're busy bodied by doing this. Yeah, and, and I mean, they're going from tweet to tweet, you yeah. know, is it a house oh to house goodness. or like account yeah. to account. And you see how they move on. They'll just jump onto the latest little yeah. outrage or scandal and, and all that sort of thing. Um, and it's 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 a sign of laziness of being unproductive. I think you're right about control. There's a kind of narcissism as mm-hmm. well. Like, look at me, what I've got, this information, and look what I'm going to reveal. 
Um, you know, look whose life I can alter, all these sorts of things. Um, but even like in, in, in the church setting, you want to say to people that are engaged in that, um, you, sh- like you should be busy loving your neighbors. Yes. Um, you should be busy, you know, um, you know, being some kind of productive member of society, <laughs> right? Maybe you need a job yeah. or, or something that, um, but how unhappy are you? This is a disordered worship. How unhappy are you in the Lord that you need this to thrive, mm. to feel like you have purpose, to, to feel like you have a mission of some kind? And the worst kind of gossip, especially in the church, is the kind that's that's masked as care. This kind of the Lord's work. Yeah, yeah. 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 You know, bless their heart. I really, I'm concerned about. Mm-hmm. Let's remember to pray for. Yep. And really, the motivation is, I, I, I want you to know this information mm-hmm. that I know, so you can think about them the way that I think about them. Um, but some people that like they, the repentance needs to come in the form of being busy doing something else. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Instead of this kind of, um, you know, lazy affections, lazy worship, um, lazy hands. That's a real bummer way to end. Yeah, it is. But but it is a good word. I mean, yeah. uh, God's glory is at stake and the good of our brothers is at stake. Yeah. And when I so turn this off, care. I'm going to tell you about somebody. That, uh, no, I'm just <laughs> oh, kidding. My <laughs> he I'm, will not, listeners. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to ask you about somebody. Hey, what do you think about? And I'll say, ask a more specific question. That's good. That's good. <laughs> Um, hey, here's a, a specific question. Ha, have you reviewed, for you, listener, have you reviewed for the church? Hey, look at that. Have you given us a five-star review? The don't, Segway King is back. Don't <laughs> don't half-heart this thing. I don't, no four-star, uh, unless that's the max. If, the, if four stars is all they're going to give you, four stars is acceptable. But if it's a five-star possibility— <laughs> We, we like we're putting our blood, sweat, and tears this into this it. thing. Yeah, that's right. Um, like we are working hard. Ronnie's over here with his Lacroix. He's got to hydrate during this thing. <laughs> Five star review on iTunes. You told me once nobody listens on iTunes anymore. I mean, I, do. I don't. I don't say nobody. I'm just a Spotify guy. Like my whole world. Well, they has... changed it, so it's it's Apple Podcast now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Apple it's the Podcast. same thing. Yeah, yeah. That's where I listen. Yeah, but you're a Spotify person. I'm a Spotify guy through and through. Like, what yeah. are the other ones? Like Pod Burp and Pod, <laughs> I mean, there's like different weird ones. Like, I'm that. sure there's a ton. Yeah, yeah. So wherever you listen to podcasts, because we want to take over the world. Whoa, that is new information to yeah. me. Yeah. Have you heard that? <laughs> thing about Jared, he wants to take over the world. That's yeah, not a us, rumor. That's not that's not that's, gossip. That's yeah, real. that's not gossip. I'm I'm out in it right now. Yeah. Shining a light on our. On, we want. I am. I'm insatiable, and and addicted to five star reviews. <laughs> Gotta have them. So get out there, get on the reviews. They've already stopped listening. They're yeah, not even listening they're, they've to this. Off like we time. stopped talking yeah. about the subject, and they're like, yeah. "I'm not listening." If to this. you're still listening to this, man, you're you're the best. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know what? You can give us a four star. If you're, <laughs> Thanks for listening, and until next time, may Jesus be big in your church. You've been listening to the For the Church podcast, hosted by Jared Wilson, found online at ftc.co. This resource is brought to you by Midwestern Baptist Theological Seminary in Kansas City, Missouri, where we train leaders for the church.